The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be looking under the hood to provide you with the technical tips you need to make the most out of your SEO strategies. Joining us today is Bjorn Darko. Bjorn leads the European arm of Search Metrics' Digital Strategies Group, which offers SEO consulting, content marketing services, and strategic consulting to software companies all around Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. He's also the creator of the popular IGTV show, SEO Presso. And today, Bjorn and I are going to talk about why JavaScript SEO is so important. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Bjorn Darko, Director of the Digital Strategies Group at Searchmetrics. Bjorn, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hi, thanks for having me again. Always excited to talk to you. Always excited to talk a little technical SEO. Let's be honest, you're teaching me here. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about JavaScript and why it's important, JavaScript SEO. First off, let's talk about what JavaScript is. This is, you know, coffee writing on the walls, right? JavaScript, no? (laughs) Actually, actually it's a developer's language, which is created after HTML. It's actually a code language, which developers use to code stuff and code functions and code websites. So my very layman's understanding of JavaScript, you said, hey, this is a code. HTML is easily readable and crawlable for SEO. Google loves HTML. They eat that stuff up. But JavaScript is a little bit of a black box where Google can crawl some things and can't crawl the others. Why would anybody bother to use JavaScript in the first place? Yeah, it's... uh, I mean, JavaScript is currently... 
I would say one of the hot topics in the SEO industry. And you're right, it's different than for Google, it's different than just crawling pure HTML. It's more complex, I would say, right? So, I mean, we know JavaScript as important functions. There are a lot of important functions which are based on JavaScript, you know, a video player or it's a navigation or, you know, something which pops up and makes shiny things on a website is mostly based on JavaScript. But since I'd say, I don't know, five, six years, there are also complete websites built on JavaScript-based web applications or JavaScript frameworks. And most of them are AngularJS or React. So React is a library from Facebook and AngularJS from Google. And what they do is actually they create a so-called single-page application. And this is different from normal websites where you have like different HTML files and they are linked to each other. So different HTML documents and they are linked to each other and already serve full source code to a browser or to a client like Google, right? On a single page application, you just have one single HTML document and the content gets dynamically served to a client or to a browser or to Google. The way that I think about the use of JavaScript, it's all the bells and whistles that you want in your website. All of the the motion, the triggers, a lot of the tracking is also done in JavaScript. It's anything that's not really just the flat base website. I'm sure that there are some shades of gray there where some HTML can be a little bit more dynamic. But really what people are using JavaScript for the most part is is all the bells and whistles, all the dynamic content, all the pop-ups and the flashes and the widgets and all that stuff. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. All right. So talk to me about what Google can and can't crawl when it comes to JavaScript. Why is it controversial in the SEO space? Well, to explain that, we have to actually dig into how Google works to fully understand why it's so complicated, right? So how Google actually works when it comes to crawling and indexing, it's a process for Google, right? And this process includes three steps, actually. It's crawling, it's indexing, and it's the query engine which spits out the results in the search. So what does a crawler? A crawler crawls the web, discovers URLs, parses HTML source code, extracts all the links in CSS, and sends those to the indexer. What does the indexer? The indexer then tries to make sense out of the link and analyzes the content and the relevancy and use these so-called web rendering services, where they actually render the full page in order to check how it actually looks like, how the appearance of the website is. And it actually executes JavaScript as well, similar to what you maybe know from fetch and render in the Google Search Console, right? And this is like how Google actually works. And when it comes to JavaScript trawling, then we can actually say that's the same process, like it trawls the web, it passes the source code, it downloads the JavaScript, but here's the problem. So it sends then everything to the indexer and the indexer needs to render the page. And the indexer needs to render the page in order to get the links so the links with JavaScript, they just get the links after the rendering. This is different from HTML where they get the links beforehand, right? So, and here you have to actually make sure that the relationship between crawling and indexing is very good. Because if it's not, then it's too complicated for Google to do the whole process. And Martin Split is a very famous Google employee who teaches a lot about JavaScript SEO just announced in the last Google Developers Conference that actually Google uses a so-called second wave indexing for JavaScript content. 
because it's so complex, Google actually needs to be a bit more smarter here. And the way how they do it is so-called second wave indexing. So, so what is second wave indexing? So second wave indexing actually means that Google is crawling all those JavaScript content and JavaScript file and just throws it into the index without rendering it in the first instance. What they do is they render it in the second when they visit the site the second time. And between the first time and the second time, there might be weeks in between. And this is the dangerous thing here, because if you rely on search engine rankings, then it takes a lot of time for Google actually to render your page and then fully understand your website's content and purpose and therefore index it correctly and ranks it correctly. So it seems like that's really one of the biggest problems with JavaScript is that the results that you're getting for rankings are going to be delayed because Google actually has to go through this second rendering process. If I'm reading into what you're saying is that, you know, the use of JavaScript, because a lot of the content that's going to be displayed through JavaScript is dynamic, ends up being so complicated for Google that they're just saying, hey, we'll get to this part later. We're going to unpack this box, figure out what's in it. It's going to take us a little time. Let's just go through the HTML first at first pass. Yeah, exactly. So talk to me about some of the tips for optimizing your JavaScript for SEO. So there's actually a must-have, and this is called server-side rendering. So if you are based on a complete or full JavaScript-based web application, then you need to make sure that you have server-side rendering in place. So this actually means that you provide an already fully rendered HTML version of your website to Google. Okay, so you have the ability to say, hey, Google, I've already unpacked this box for you. Here's what it looks like when it's unpacked. That way you don't have to double back and do this second crawl experience. Exactly. And there are different ways you can do the rendering. So there's one thing, it's called static rendering. And what you do here is like you have a pre-rendered version of your URL and store it in the cache so that the server is sending this already pre-rendered file to Google whenever Google comes. And there's another thing which is called dynamic rendering, which actually allows to request based on a navigation. You know, there's a navigation point coming to the site and the output will be HTML that's already doing the job for Google on the server and sending another pre-rendered version here to Google. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. 
That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. It seems like there'd be some risk here for Google where, you know, let's use uh, the security through the airport example. If I say, hey, I've unloaded my suitcase and I'm just going to show you a picture of everything that's inside. Okay, great. Here's everything that's in my suitcase. You should let me go through security and down the road, you're actually going to get a chance to check my suitcase. You don't know what's actually in the suitcase when it goes past. Yeah. So how does that not, you know, using this metaphor, how is this not creating a security risk for Google where people are saying, everything is legit in my JavaScript, go ahead and, you know, rank my page appropriately. And then they actually have a different experience when it comes time to load the page. Yeah, it's, um, you know, in the earlier days, we would say this actually cloaking, right? So because what you do is you're providing to Google something which is, you know, different from the file character than a normal user at the browser because the normal user who comes through the browser gets the JavaScript-based website, right? And you're completely right. There are a lot of pitfalls, which we also have seen with clients. And this is what Google actually sees. So let's take one example. We have a publisher. They're running on uh, AngularJS, and they're using Rendertron as a rendering machine uh, who does the job for Google. What they do is like they do static rendering, meaning that they make a snapshot of the website, store it in the cache, and whenever Google comes, they get the version of the cache. The thing here is that they didn't renew the version whenever there was a new article published, for example. So what Google got was a version of the website, which is maybe a month old. So whenever there was a new article published, Google didn't get this article. This is one thing. So you always need to make sure that these stored version of your website gets updated as soon as there's new content available, right? Understood. Go on. Understood. And another thing which we saw is paginated pages. So you have a pagination on the website, one, two, three, four, five, six, right? Yep. And if you have a pagination on the website, the content on page one should be different than on page two, three, or four, or five, or six. But because these pre-caching of the website's content costs so many resources, this publisher just did one cache version of page one and then mirrored it up to page 10 so that you had exactly the same content on 10 pages, which is, of course, you know, causing duplicate content, for example, and is not really good. Also, that created a lot of duplicate content as well with some parameter URLs because what you can do in order to see what it's actually in the cache, you can use a parameter which actually then shows you the cached version. And what they did is they made it fully accessible for Google, even with a known canonical tag, and just throw it into the index so that you actually had two different or sometimes two or three different sites content on three different URLs. So at the end of the day, it seems like crawling JavaScript is a huge pain in the butt for Google. Are they punishing companies that are using JavaScript because it's difficult for them? You know, what, How does Google think about SEO? How does Google think about crawling JavaScript and what the impact is on SEO? Well, I mean, Google, they say they fully understand JavaScript and they can do it, although they're recommending that you use methods like server-side rendering because they know it's very complicated for them. And especially, I mean, we talked about it in a previous episode, especially if your page speed is very, very weak, this also causes Google to pause a bit here and says, well, it takes way too long for me to get the file and to render it. I just leave it. You know, and so you have to make sure that it's 
really is quickly accessible for Google and that Google actually can, you know, quickly grab your content and index it. So, and this doesn't work with JavaScript. So you always have to make sure that you have a pre-rendered HTML version already stored on your server and then provided to Google, which is, of course, always up to date as well. Last question I have for you. When you think about optimizing your JavaScript for SEO, what are the tips that you have to make sure that you're taking as much burden off of Google as you can so they're starting to prioritize your pages? Yeah. So as I said, the third thing I would do is actually think about server-side rendering. However, what you already should do is like, normally, if you have your JavaScript website, it's just JavaScript code, right? What you definitely should do is like put already all important meta information, like meta title, meta descriptions, reflang text, everything which is important for Google to see in the first place, put it already on the not rendered version of the website. Same goes with structured data. So everything which is actually very important for Google to understand and which is very important for Google to evaluate what page is about, put it already in the not yet rendered version of the website. This is actually something where you can help Google to take off some burden. Yeah, you know, we talked a little bit about the Google Lighthouse study the last time we got together. And a big part of that conversation was understanding the prioritization for putting your website together, mostly when it comes to performance and accessibility, making sure that Google has access to the right information and that you're able to get it quickly. And this seems like another prioritization exercise as well, making sure that you're getting Google all of the information that they need, getting as much out up front before you're asking their search engine, their bots to go through and crawl, try to understand and interpret what your JavaScript is actually doing. Yeah. And if you want to audit your site, if you know that you're on JavaScript, you want to audit the site by yourself, you can actually use a crawler with JavaScript crawl function. I know that Search Metrics is doing this as well, so you can use Search Metrics. But you can also use a so-called view source plugin. And what it does, it compares the you know raw source code with the rendered source code. And there you can already see if there are any differences. You can also use fetch and render as any bot. This is a tool, just Google it, which you know renders your website and just gives you a snapshot as Google would see it. And a quick way to actually see if JavaScript is a problem on your website is if you disable JavaScript in your browser, there's a plugin for this. And you also need a plugin where you can actually pretend to be a Google bot. And what you do is you disable JavaScript, then you come as the Google bot, and then you see exactly what Google is actually seeing. And if you rely on JavaScript, fully rely on JavaScript, and you have no server-side rendering in place, what you see is actually a blank page or a loading symbol, and nothing actually loads. Lots of different tools and tips for how you can optimize your JavaScript for SEO. Bjorn, thanks again for walking us through some of your technical tips. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Bjorn Darko, Director of the Digital Strategies Group at Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Bjorn, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Bjorn underscore Darko. That's B-J-O-E-R-N underscore D-A-R-K-O. You could watch his famous IGTV show. It's SEO Presso. Or you could visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.